1: We try to communicate more with clients than most accountants do. The Big Chat. This is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the chance to have their say, their way. Hello, I'm Nicole and welcome to The Big Chat. And I'm very, very happy today to be talking to a good friend of mine and very well known in the local community, Paul Dunton from Local and Live. Hello, Paul. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Nice to have you here. Thank you for having me. How have things been for you recently? Tell people a little bit. I mean, I'm sure most people know... Local and Live, you would hope that everyone in our community in Tunbridge Wells knows what the Local and Live Festival is. But for those who don't, could you tell people, for the benefit of today, a little bit about who you are and where you come from?
0: Okay. Well, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm from Tunbridge Wells, born and bred, and um, I've been putting on the Local and Live Festival for, I think it's 16 years now. Wow. So, um, yeah, from Small Acorns. We, we started out all those years ago, and uh, the event was originally held on the Pantiles, mm-hmm. Um, just, just for two days originally. And then it's expanded over time uh, and sort of morphed into this four-day festival. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, in 2014, it, it just we just felt we were out of room, really. Mm. Uh, after sort of eight or nine great years on the Bantals. we just needed to find a slightly bigger home. So we, we moved the main hub of the festival to Calvary Grounds. Um, and then since then, it's also added like a fringe festival to, mm-hmm. to be part of it as well. Um so local and Live is is a free to attend community event. It's all about showcasing the local area's singer-songwriters and original bands. So very much focusing on creativity and uh, organic roots music. So, yeah.
1: yeah. And you do and you are you are a musician? Yes, yeah. Yourself? Yeah. You do play an instrument or two, don't you? Always?
0: I do. Yeah, I play I play piano. <laughs> I play piano and uh, I do a lot of writing on guitar, but I yeah. uh, piano is definitely my first instrument and yeah. uh, I have my own group and yeah. It's good fun.
1: Has has the group got a name? Just, well,
0: (laughs) (laughs) we did think about coming up with a creative name, but in the end, we all sort of, because in the beginning, I was sort of writing all the music, really, so we just stuck with Paul Dunton Orchestra. Yeah. And the reason we call it that is because it's, uh, we're essentially trying to produce a kind of cinematic pop and folk sound with uh, a lot of um, orchestral instruments instruments being involved, so violins and cellos and flutes. Yeah. So we just went with with that
1: in the end and i was very lucky to see you actually a little brief window that we had didn't we in between lockdowns yes where you were outside the trinity
0: yeah it was one of our that was really nice gigs yeah outdoor gig at trinity Mm. yeah that was uh very good of you to come along.
1: So. it was great i loved it i mean it was such a tonic after not being able to go out and so just to be able to go and sit for a little while and watch you guys you were great it was it was it was fantastic tell us about your world in the music industry at the moment you know how have, how are, how have things been from your perspective and you know just tell us a bit about that
0: yeah so um i if, if you sort of se- segregate the two so mm-hmm. local and live is very much in a community event and um you know, I'm, I'm a trustee. Localised has become a charity now, yeah. so I'm one of um, five other trustees mm-hmm. and we all kind of pulled together to make that happen. Um, the other side of my music is more a slightly more commercial element to it. So, um, you know, I put on showcases and mm-hmm. events all year round for local artists mm-hmm. um, that, that carries a ticket price. Um, and I say slightly commercial because it, it's not really... A massive earner for me because mm. ticket prices are only between five pounds and ten pounds mm. and by the time you pay the artists and pay sound engineers and, and factoring costs like marketing costs and things like that mm. there's not a lot left so it's kind of a, uh, a labor of love if yeah. you like but I, I do a lot of events at the Grey Lady Music Lounge yeah. the Thomas Rose Forum uh, Trinity Theatre the Assembly Hall Theatre yeah um, but also I, I have spread my wings a bit further I've, I've done showcases in Maidstone and London as well so it's um, On the whole, I'd say it's kind of focused to Tunbridge Wells, really. Um, So what's happened during lockdown since the pandemic started is that business just has come to an end, really, Mm -hmm. Um, because obviously we haven't been able to put on live events. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've found ways to adapt and keep things going on a a small scale. But uh, the, the live side of it has been completely... Uh, just just cancelled really I mean you, you came to the only I think we did two gigs in between lockdowns mm-hmm. uh, one of which you came to and we got asked to do a drive-in festival at pub in the park um, in September so th- that was quite a unique experience how did that go
1: I saw that yeah and...
0: amazing I mean we were supporting Keen, yeah uh, which was fantastic to, yeah to meet to meet them and be on the bill with them um, but yeah it was quite surreal playing to what was essentially a you know, big car park. In cars. Yeah. yeah, but but thankfully the weather was good, so people yeah. could sit outside in
1: the in the grid. Yeah, that would have you know. been weird in the rain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> windscreen wipers going, for yeah. sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean it was a, a really, a, a definitely unique experience. I mean, mm. it, you know, for example, when you finished a song, if if people really liked it, they would beat their horn. And, I mean, oh, okay. There are lots of good things yeah. about it. Um, and it was really important to try and um, you know keep things going, and I think pub in the park did a good job of that. Yeah. Um But to be honest, like that was just a you know one treat really I mean we mm. yeah it's been it's been difficult um for example some of the venues I've showcased that have, have now stopped you know I mean stopped as in that's it you know they clo- so sad. closed down because you know they can't keep going and there's only so much savings that they can tap into and yeah so that's really sad um, yeah but thankfully most of the venues that I've you know worked with in the past are continuing on so when restrictions do lift I'll definitely be you know carrying
1: on as it were absolutely and has, has music always been something that's been in your heart has it always been because obviously you know we like to talk to people here about how they how they got where they what where they are and you know how how they've sort of achieved what they've achieved I mean as far because I know you do a few other things we have had a golf lesson <laughs> we have. I'm gonna say I just remember you saying to me I think you Possibly you might have said that I got a bit frustrated or a bit angry with my club, I think was I think there's footage of it actually demonstrating that. Did I, but did I'd... I say there was more
0: rage than finesse?
1: Yeah. <laughs> more rage than finesse? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, I was, uh, but you do a lot of, di- I mean, you know, what are the other things that you do other than music?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, to be honest, like music and golf are my, my two things, yeah. really. Um, so I turned professional... I think it's in 2001 mm. and for the first few years i just played yeah you know, played tournaments full-time and then um after that i sort of decided that because uh, i also had this big passion for wanting to do music events yeah. and i was not sure but in the end i made a decision to um become a golf instructor so mm. i could so i could teach on mm. a on a uh, freelance basis yeah uh, and then have the and then build up the music event side of things so um they've definitely been the most two most constants in my life from, yeah. from a career point of view yeah um and yeah i mean to be honest like i i left school at 16 to play golf full-time so wow was, yeah my first job i was working in the barn nightclub in hildenborough which Were you? doesn't exist anymore oh i
1: love that it burnt down didn't it
0: yeah i, I mean i was everyone there. worked there it was brilliant yeah <laughs> when i was 16 collecting glasses that was my i don't
1: remember seeing you there but it could have been because i had a few drinks maybe i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like most people that were there yeah, yeah.
0: you were collecting glasses that wow. was my first job yeah, yeah. And I, I just um, so at that point in my life I was my whole aim was sort of to continue on playing full time amateur golf you know yeah. as a junior and then playing men's amateur mm. Um, with the vision to turn pro in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And music wasn't really on the horizon. Um, it had been from a very young age. So did was... you
1: always played the piano from a young age?
0: Yeah, from like uh, as young as six or seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but it really had, you know, my my whole sort of early to late teens was just all about sport and, mm. and golf in particular. So mm. um, music was really a distant thing at this point in my life. But um, after a few years of doing the golf and deciding to do this, to do the instruction and uh, teaching and um, and then have music events running alongside that. Suddenly the music hall came back
1: and and
0: that's that's it really, I haven't sort of looked back.
1: That's so, amazing, that's yeah. great. And what tell us about your, you know, obviously with, because when I first met you, it was um, when I just started to do the soapbox and you were doing local and live and that, I mean, that was a beast. Like you said, you were running that on your own for a long time, which is you know you've got some incredible friends in the town tell us about your sort of connections with the forum and things because the guys there that's how's that all working
0: yeah i mean we have a great relationship with the forum yeah um and in fact jason Dorman, you know he's he's a trustee of local and live yeah so um but yeah in the beginning i I was definitely on my own but then part of i look back now and i think well maybe i was just a bit too protective as well Mm. um and, and I had this sort of view that, Oh, you, you have to do everything yourself. And, mm. um, I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, but mm. perhaps I could have let go a little bit mm. and, and asked for help a bit more. And mm. cause I had really good friends of mine saying, Paul, you know, you're going to burn yourself out. And mm. I was like, no, I'm not, no, no, I've got, you know, endless energy. And, but actually, yeah, it definitely uh, took its toll a little bit, the, the, yeah. the workload, but I'm glad that I did open it up as a festival and, and, um, you know, have more friends and, partners get involved and um it actually helped local life become the event it's become. Absolutely. And yeah. And now I have you know I mean, in, in right at the beginning for me I was just really sort of focusing on the Grey Lady as a venue to utilize but mm. I now showcase it you know lots of venues across the town and Yeah. Um so yeah.
1: And did that, did that make a, a real difference when you had that support? So you sort of talked about not asking for support. That's interesting because you always come across to me as um, you are. You're very calm and you're very, you know, you've got a cheeky sense of humour, but you're very calm and you've always, I've always sort of, like you say, that, that rage over finesse, I, I get a bit more like, ah! when I can't do something. And I always used to say to you how how great it was that you just seemed to deal everything that was coming at you with that event. But from what you're saying, it sounds like actually, you know, maybe some of that was just being in control as well. Sort of, you know, did you find things got easier then when you started to let people come and help? Because that's the collaboration, isn't it? Which I think more people are doing now. I know I'm doing now as well.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, You know, sometimes when when something's your baby and your Mm. your passion, it is quite hard to to let go. Yeah. Because you worry that, you know, other people might not, respect it like you do or want the best yeah but but um no I've been really really lucky with with um, many friends who've who've come on board and and understand the vision and and what local live is all about so it was definitely the best decision I ever made and I really feel you know local lives you know really expanded over the years it's become a big event and and it's definitely not a one person job so it couldn't have evolved really had I not sort of made those decisions to get people on board and
1: and was that a decision that you made you thought right I'm going to start to talk to some people or did people talk to you or was it a bit of both because going from that to a charity is quite I would imagine I mean there's a process involved in that as well as anything else
0: yeah yeah there is a a process I knew nothing about Mm. and it was in fact a local musician uh, who's also a local businessman who Mm. who just said can we meet for coffee I'd really like to know a bit more about local life how does it work Mm. how are you how are you coping with it and you know talk me through how the financial side of it works and how, oh. how do you pay for that stage and you know and all that sort of thing so mm. um I sat down with him and, and sort of spilled my guts and told him everything and and he said well you know it's so it's basically and there's no tickets it's free to attend it's a community event you know have you thought about making it a charity uh, which might you might find by doing that a it will open up more funding opportunities for yeah. you um but it probably it kind of deserves that status. you it know. Does. You know, the fact that it is this community event and yeah. it is focusing on grassroots music. And mm. don't you feel that's a natural fit? And I was like, Do you know what? Yeah, I think it is. But I said, I'm going to need some help to make that transition. And um, so we formed a board of trustees, you know, based on, you know, their sort of uh, standing in the local music scene. Mm. And Jason Dorman was a perfect person to ask. Yeah. And uh, we have Peter Taylor from the Royal Oak. Uh, Nigel Bent from the Royal Oak and then um, uh, a local musician called Barney Jameson joined mm. and uh, Lauren Brooke um, has joined as well. So that's a lovely balance of people Amazing. who all have different skill sets and and have the same aims you know to, to make the charity thrive and make uh, local and live continue year after year.
1: And do you have a kind of almost like a, a sort of not a code as much but a, because you know I've been involved with something recently where it's like whether we make it a non-profit org or this and it's it's interesting because you do you do have to really sort of all be on the same page don't you which yeah. is when there's like you say there's trustees involved or committee that's it's however wonderful you get on with people you never really know what people are like until you work with them do you so it's uh, you know like you say passionate about something it's something that was born from your love of wanting to do this and now you're working with other people How have you experienced that it sounds like you've had a good experience of that
0: yeah definitely definitely because I think like we all agree that Local and Live was doing well in terms of um, the event sort of taking place. If you like, mm. you know, it, it runs well and it has great music and it has a good following. But there, but there are always areas that that need to be improved. Yeah. And for Local and Live, um, you know, for example, social media needs to improve. The, yeah. the funding element needs to become a bit easier. Yeah. Um, you know, we we as a charity, we want to show people how we're. Uh, not just putting on the event, but you know, how we we're working with younger people, yeah. uh, to give them opportunities, whether it be in sound engineering or you know, in the live that's event side of things, yeah. yeah. So, there's a whole sort of um,
1: like you know, an education part yeah. of it as well, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's
0: very much part of our remit, you know, mm. as a charity. So, we're still in very early stages, um, and because of the COVID break, mm. you know, we haven't been a charity that long, really. Mm. But for us, it's all a learning experience. Um, but I feel very confident in those people you know, my fellow trustees that we've got the right team, you know, to help take it forward. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you, when I did a little bit, a little bit of digging, I did a little bit of digging about you, Mr. Dunton. And it, no, but it was, it was interesting. And I watched a TEDx talk that you did back in we yep. could do it now if you like. Uh, yeah. It no but it was a while ago, it but it was great and it was also about the importance of musical m- like music events. Yes. And it was just quite interesting for me because obviously as I was sitting there tinkering away doing a little bit of investigative research about you. It was like, wow, you know, you're doing a you're talking about events and music events and how good they are for us socially and how good they what an impact they have on us. And we've been in a situation where we haven't been able to have one. So it felt quite poignant to talk about it now. Yeah. How do you feel that it has affected people? I mean, I've, I personally, I think there's going to be even more demand than ever when we can get out. But what's been your experience of that?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, for me, you know, live events, whether it's music or other other things, um, the social interaction is key and mm. bringing people together, you know, from all backgrounds. Yeah. And, um, you know obviously with me it's the music you know and I, as well and, and seeing those two marry up is a great thing so yeah. when i go to events like jazz on the Pantiles or the Mellow or unfest or local and live you know to see people coming together and uh, celebrating mm. those events is wonderful and um i think we've all been starved of that sort of social contact and, yeah. and enjoyment and um that's been one of the hardest things i think during this pandemic you know just for example, like not being able to hug somebody, you know, yeah. you know, or even shake somebody's hand. I mean, it's like crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And I think as, as human beings, you know, we're so used to that. It's all part of how we socialize and to have that sort of taken away. Um, plus all the other struggles that we've, all of us have had to deal with during mm. the pandemic, whether it be financially and, you know, and other, other things, you know, it's been a very, very tough, um, period. And I think, I hope that once people feel confident, you know, and I hope they feel confident to, to yeah. attend events, you yeah. know, because obviously, you know, it's down to us, event organisers, to make sure things, make sure things are run correctly and mm. follow all the guidance from the government. Mm. And, uh, that's our job to do that. But um, I hope that people will have the confidence to come out and support the events. and That's you know, what you need. Support it? local as well, you know.
1: Yeah. But, yeah and because you because you're going to be playing at pub in the park aren't you
0: yeah so we've been asked to play at pub in the park which is you know really wonderful and um yeah also there's two other local acts that have been chosen mm-hmm. so
1: um that's great uh, yeah and that's july so that's really like when we come out of lockdown literally yeah. that's a couple of weeks afterwards isn't it it is second it's weekend second weekend yeah yeah so. So yeah. that's I mean that's you know and how how's that been going is that people responding well to that because I know I lots of people I know are going and... Yeah
0: I mean they've sold a lot of tickets Great. already I think the appetite's huge yeah. um people want to go Brilliant. and I think also like the vaccine that, you know that's being issued is going to play a big part in yeah. again people's confidence and and I think you know by then not all of the country I think but a large section of the. country. I think we're
1: doing pretty well on the grand yeah, sort yeah. of, you know, I mean, as far as the UK is doing, we're doing pretty well on the vaccine yeah, compared definitely. to other countries. We seem to be doing phenomenally well. So, yeah.
0: and I think it's going to play a huge part in in the mindset of people. I agree to attend the events, but also for people who are you know putting on the events, it's yeah really encouraging, isn't it, to know that mm. this vaccine's getting out there and you know, so.
1: has it made you you know, to have this time out, because what have you, what have you been doing while the time's been off? I mean, I'm sure you've got plenty you can be doing, but you know, when you haven't been able to do live events and you haven't Mm. been able to plan the events, have you been doing anything in lockdown that you thought, oh, I might like to do a bit more of that? Or, you know, it could be anything not work related.
0: Yeah. I mean, when the first lockdown happened, um, I kind of went into overdrive. So I sort of thought, well, I need to try and help the local music scene tick Mm. over. Just, try and do my bit at least. So I felt like um, running live streams for local artists was a a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, And I thought, try and keep it simple. So running it through a Facebook page that we have that's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for the live music events Mm -hmm. um, and then getting artists to obviously stream in their own living room or, you know. Which is
1: great. I saw it. I was supported to it. It was great.
0: Yeah. And I literally, I was doing it every night. So I must have done probably 150 or 60 in a row. Um, and then I thought, actually, boy, you just probably need to calm down. Mm. And um, as time went by, I mean, the response was great. Yeah. Uh, and we set up a donations link and artists were earning money out of it. And, That's great. Yeah, it all these positives. And there's so many positive comments from people and, who are enjoying it and, you know, um, seem to be pleased that there was music was still going mm. in, some, in some way. I mean, it obviously doesn't have the same atmosphere as a live gig, but it, I think it's a very important thing um, mm. to provide entertainment in that form. I think what happened over time is everybody started you know, live streaming. In some Everyone of, did it, yeah. Whether it's Zoom or, you know, <laughs> and suddenly it just loses. As time went by, yeah. it lost its yeah. magic a little bit. Yeah. But I, I definitely enjoyed doing that. It was a way of adapting. Um, and all the artists seemed to be really keen to get involved. So um, I spent a lot of lockdown with that, really. And then I, I sort of calmed that down and I still kept it going, but yeah. not so much. And then from that point um as we got towards the second lockdown um not not an awful lot really I've just been planning sort of this year's calendar are you
1: really good at golf now (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty good
0: (laughs) yeah playing on your own obviously yes I did treat myself to a golf net did you yeah so I now you know practice the golf swing in the garden (laughs) um yeah so yeah I mean that but I tell you what if I hadn't bought that golf net I'm not sure I would have that definitely kept me
1: going. Yeah. I think kept we've in. all had our little sanity uh, check things that we've needed, haven't yeah. we? So, yeah, um, cool. I mean, what? It, so do you think with technology, because I, I think for me it was interesting to watch ch- the way technology's kind of been used in a, before lockdown, everyone was a bit like, oh, you know, everyone's on their media too much. I mean, we've all obviously had to use digital media for lots of things, mm. but suddenly in lockdown, everyone was on, you know, that was it. Everyone was online, weren't they? And mm. it was, like you said at the beginning it was rather nice because everyone was connected and it was a way of staying connected and then it did kind of some things flew and other things like faded off do you think that in our like in the music industry that there will still be think more things that will come up online or do you think that's just going to kind of settle back down into a way it was before this uh, or can you not answer that question
0: no. <laughs> no, i think i mean when you said earlier that, that there will be a huge appetite for live events mm. i think you're right yeah and i think hopefully live music will be supported more than ever i think so but i think that the online side of things won't uh, die away i think it was very successful and i think it provides um, an outlet for people who perhaps can't go out or yeah. you know for, for whatever reason and, that, and it and it has proved um, a really good way for musicians to reach a larger audience yeah. you know and, and that online audience can be from all over the world i mean we when we were doing the live streams some of the streams we were getting people regularly tuning in from new york that's the thing actually you know i mean incredible really yeah i think yeah i I think it will keep going yeah
1: and actually you're right because that actual that connection from literally all over the world has been phenomenal and i've been coaching someone who's a she's a pt instructor and she's literally like got clients all over the world now. Yeah. You know, so actually, that's an area that is—it really opens up your world, doesn't it, a bit yeah, more? Definitely. And with music too. And I suppose now we can do more than one version of, can't we? Whereas before it would be that or that. You could yes. possibly do both. Yeah, I mean,
0: for example, um, last year we couldn't run the local live music festival, mm. but we felt it was very important to do a festival. Yeah. So, so we did it behind closed doors in yeah. the forum. Uh, live. You always have
1: good names behind closed doors I like that. It's good. Do you come yeah. up with them? What's that? Do you come up with those little names? I like the little, what, you know, what do you mean? just when everything's called, you know, I just like it. I just like the things, local and live, all the things. It's, oh, I see. Yeah. Well, local and live. Um, you should really, you're a songwriter, Paul, so you should well, really come up with some good
0: ones. I tell you what, it was better than the, the first name that I came up for local and live.
1: What was that? Are we allowed to know? Hot for the press. I, I, yeah, I mean, it was. You can share it now, you're a charity. Well,
0: okay, fair <laughs> enough. But, um, so this would have been back in 2006, I think, and uh, I wanted to put on an event to mark the town's 400th year. Yeah. Because that was the, the year. Okay. And uh, I got permission. And yeah. then, um, I hadn't come up with Local live at this point. Yeah. So I, and I couldn't think of anything. And because it was held on the bandstand. Yeah. In the end, I just called the whole event Bandstand 400, which was
1: just... Brilliant! As, I love that. As beige as it gets. But Listen, yeah. I had a dog that was... Sandy coloured, and I called it Sandy. So I'm all for that. Yeah. Creativity comes in all different shapes and sizes, doesn't it? Yeah. But then, local and live was born. So yes. it's uh, it's quite a different. What other th- What other things are you doing? You've obviously got your you've got your band. You're really heavily involved in supporting musicians as well. Yeah. I think you don't probably pat yourself on the back nearly nearly anywhere near enough because you are really supportive of other musicians, and you understand, don't you? And in your TEDx talk as well, actually, that was something that was really for me, it was really interesting because you not only talked about how important it is that people have music for their own happiness, but also that you need to support people doing it. And it is a business because it's easy for people to turn up and go, oh, this is great. Everything's fantastic. But oh. you're you're very supportive of acts, aren't you?
0: Yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I try my yeah. best. Uh, acts and venues. I mean, yeah, um, the, the two go together. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I just.
1: Is that an area of your work that you enjoy? Do you yeah. enjoy that? i yeah, feel like it is
0: yeah definitely definitely mm. i mean i love trying to give um you know singer songwriters original bands a platform yeah for them to you know play their songs yeah and, um, that, that's what i'm driven by and um but also you know i love tumbridge wells i grew up here and I, I really wanted to be part of a annual community event yeah that would you know that was always the vision and mm. so um and then yeah like you to like we're so lucky to have the forum for example yeah. and you know, how they've been able to keep going for 25 years is amazing, incredible, really, because mm. it, they're, they're, it's very, very tough to make a grassroots music venue thrive or, mm. or, or continue to survive mm. is probably a better yeah, phrase. And um, yeah, they've had their battles, but the their passion, you know, is there to want yeah. to, 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 to wanna keep the forum going. And and I think that's what you need in the arts. And it's it's a tough, tough world. And there is, you know, it's very difficult to sort of um, tick every box and, and make, sort of magic happen it's hard you've got to really course it is. work at it and I think the passion is the key you know yeah. and I'm very passionate about music and you know I've, I've, I've got friends who've you know like me they're, they're a singer songwriter and I listen to their albums all the time you know yeah. probably I listen to probably more unsigned music than I do anything else you
1: know? yeah and it's in, it's interesting because passion is something that's been it's, there's always a bit of a running theme when we do these chats and it's passion has come up today that it is that passion that seems to drive that's the driving force that keeps you going if you're really passionate if you can find something you're passionate about and then you can really hone in on that then that's the kind of driver that can keep you going yeah um and when you're talking about um you know unsigned artists as well because i mean we had um vicky on recently Mm. that was she she did the voice and i know that you know you've said you've worked with vicky in the past and Mm. um it was interesting how that all came about for her and you know how she handled that how how have you worked with people through lockdown? Has there been anyone that's come up that you've been particularly like, oh, wow, I wouldn't have noticed you before if this hadn't happened or, you know? Um, well,
0: I, I think, for example, with Local and Live, mm. and, uh, uh, we have such an amazing pool of artists. I yeah. Mean, there's probably five, six, 700 acts. That, it's amazing. That, you know, I'm working with. I mean, not all the time, obviously, but yeah. know, I mean, I'm in contact with or have yeah. the opportunity to to do a show with so there's a there's a large pool of talent in this area um and obviously at the moment i, I i'll be honest like i haven't really been approached and i wouldn't expect to be during a lockdown yeah uh, f- from artists that perhaps i didn't know or maybe were just outside the local area yeah. so really to be honest like i've just been trying to play my part in terms of keeping the local music wheels turning yeah and um, working with the artists that are that are here in the town yeah but uh, I've noticed now I'm starting to get emails because people are wondering about local and live this year is, is local and live going ahead and, and we're getting inundated with artists. Is all, it going so. ahead this year? Well, we, we hope so. Yeah. We're planning to put it on. So we, we've written to the council to, to ask for the times and the dates that we usually have. So, yeah. Um, and then it will be our job to announce that it is going on and start the fundraising.
1: <gasps> and did you think when you were, when you were, when you were, when you if you could go back now to being a little boy, do, would you ever have thought this is what you'd be doing? No, I think... Um, what did you think you were going to be doing when you were, you know...
0: Well, when I was really... I did love doing a bit of music when I was really young. But to be honest, like, I was so sport mad. Like, everything, cricket, football, rugby... Tennis, you're pretty... Tennis. I've
1: seen you playing tennis. I would not want to get in the way of that tennis ball. <laughs> I've seen your serve. <laughs> um, it's good to know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just love sport as a as a as a young boy, and yeah. um, golf. It was I wasn't quite sure which sport, but by the time I got to sort of eleven, twelve, I oh, was golf mad. Mm. You know? And I just believed that my whole life was going to be touring the world, playing golf championships. That was going to be my life. And um, I look back now and think, well, I'm glad I did that in terms of I gave it a go. Mm. You know, I turned professional and and played tournaments. Um, but I think for me personally, perhaps that sort of solitary life. And I'm not making excuses for my for not setting the world alight with my golf game, but I think you know the reason why I didn't continue because I had yeah. some sponsors behind me. And yeah, I, and I did all right. You know, in my
1: first. You're few very years. good at golf, Paul. But. You're very good at golf. A yeah. lot better than me, but I don't know if that's a good comparable. But anyway, yeah. yes, you are.
0: <laughs> no, I just. Um, Do you think it's
1: about more that you with people then?
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think I was definitely craving the balance of yeah. you know the music and the golf, and yeah. I, I'm very lucky. I feel very. Uh, fortunate to be able to to earn a living teaching golf i still get mm. to play tournaments which is great so i love mm. doing that mm. and, and doing the music so that for me is the right balance i feel definitely happier doing that so,
1: yeah when you talk about that sort of craving people and then you said about lockdown the hardest thing sort of you know when we yeah. can't hug and all those kind of things what have you learned about yourself in the last sort of over the last year where we've had all been in this sort of you know solitude place of solitude
0: yeah i mean I, i've definitely found it tough mm. um being honest, and, um, yeah, it's been difficult. I mean, I, I've just tried my best to keep occupied, really. Mm. I mean, this is going to sound a bit daft, but I I am um, playing tennis. I sort of got an injury, so mm. before lockdown. And okay. I really started getting lower back trouble and, yep. uh, and hip pain, and um, I started seeing uh, various osteopaths and physios, and, but it lingered on. Um, and in the end, I I went to see uh, a, is it a podiatrist who does the feet. Um, yeah, yeah 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 Kelly uh so that's Kelly Clues um and she was like right we'll get some orthotics maybe for you I think you'll find it. it's gonna help yeah but also go and see a friend of mine she's top physio yeah and she will I might need her number yeah <laughs> she'll put you back together yeah so, so from the whole of this second lockdown yeah I've been seeing um Jenny's physio and it's been a long process like loads of rehab exercises mm. strengthening and stretching and and stuff I'd never done before but yeah. really made me aware of how I've got to change my my body I suppose to, yeah. to to um to cope for all my life I've been doing all this sport and never really preserving it or or strengthening it to, to cope with those kind of activities um so what I'm saying is like during this lockdown having that it's given me some motivation you know because yeah. I have to do my exercises you know,
1: and isn't that interesting when you say that, like it's, you know, oh, we we keep going and we don't think about preserving. And actually, I think lockdown's enabled all of us to do that on a larger scale. We've all had to basically go, oh, my word, I'm running at a million miles an hour with no, you know, where am I going? Where am I going to end up? How am I getting there? What's happening to me? And everyone's had to stop. Not everybody on the same level, but everyone's had an experience that's made them... I think, address which way they're heading next. You know, when we come out of this and I'm sure with you going back into the industry, we're we're all going to take a bit more learnings from the last year. And like you say, with your body, it's just like, it's, I'm the same. I, I had the accident in the soapbox and I didn't have any physio after it. I broke my foot in three places. I I I smashed my face up. I got a big dent in my skull. Um, you know, it's character building. I tell people I've been attacked by a shark if I have to and all that kind of stuff. But it literally now I just think because I just kept going, I didn't have any work. And then I have actually in lockdown had a real problem with my feet. And I think it's all related back to the accident, not looking after yourself, because it does catch up on you, doesn't it? That's the thing.
0: It does. It does. Totally. And I haven't really stopped like you like mm. for, ever since I started. So, for example, the music events. Yeah. 15, 16 years. Just, yeah. Just on a treadmill. Yeah. Of putting it all on. And tennis was supposed to be my kind of hobby, my outlet, yeah, you know, my, my sort of escapism. Mm. And in the end, the combination for me of tennis and golf, the two sort of, if you like, movements or, or dynamic movements of those mm. two sports, in the end, my body was just like, I can't actually deal with this unless mm. you're going to do some stretching and do Look some after strengthening me. and work on your core, or, you know, yeah. whatever you need to do. And um, So it's been a bit of a wake up call. And having those exercises give me motivation to keep busy. Go for a walk every day. That's great. Things like that. But also, like lockdown has definitely made me evaluate where I'm going. Like I'm still going to be doing music events going forward, but I'm definitely going to make sure that I, um, because I feel like it it almost took over a little bit, and I Mm -hmm. want to, while I'm this age, I want to play a bit more golf and uh, and do some go on holidays and you know do some things that I've missed out on perhaps.
1: Yeah. Are you going to get a holiday in this year? Do you think if you can?
0: yeah I guess we just have to see what happens with the travel restrictions I would like to go away but but if not you know just make sure that I have some time out have some
1: time out I think that's the thing isn't it and actually allowing yourself the permit giving yourself the permission to have some time out which means time out because even when I have time out I'm like not really time out it's it's easy isn't it just just to sort of slip back into that oh I'll just check that message and I'll just do this and then before you know it you're working again
0: that's the thing isn't it I think I think a lot of self-employed people particularly i mean mm. i'm not saying it's just self employed but no it's, when, when you have your life on you your phone you never switch off yeah when you have your email right in front of you and your social media and yeah it's so hard sometimes to because no. you think well if i don't check that email it might be some work or something <laughs> know. You know, or you know a job that i might want yeah you know but i think it's so important I'm, I'm trying to get better at that just no that's my work time yeah phone's off now that's and good know, yeah
1: so I can look forward to a lunch at the Ivy with you and a game of golf.
0: Yeah, as long as you're paying.
1: Yeah, perfect. I'll, I'll, well, I'll do an exchange, lunch in exchange for a golf lesson. Yeah, and definitely. I won't attack we'll, you with my golf cue.
0: No, like we'll I work did. on that finesse. <laughs> you were very good. You were very really? Good. Yeah, you were. I don't know. I don't know you if were. finesse
1: is something that I'm, you know, I'm a bit, bit more like Bambi legs than Gazelle, but yeah, there no you way. go.